10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Ignition. Liftoff of the Falcon 9 and Crew Dragon. Go NASA. Go SpaceX. Godspeed. Bob and Doug. America has launched. And so rises a new era of American space flight, and with it the ambitions of a new generation continuing the dream. 20 seconds into flight, stage one propulsion is nominal. T plus 30 seconds into this historic mission. Flying crew on board Dragon and Falcon 9, and look at them go. Falcon power telemetry nominal. M1D throttle down. We're throttling down to get ready for the period of maximum dynamic pressure. We're in the throttle bucket. Reports say all systems are go. Vehicle is supersonic. We've exceeded Mach 1 on the Falcon 9. M1D throttle up. We're throttling back up to full power as we're through Max-Q. Copy, one Bravo. And we heard that one Bravo call out. That's just the second aboard zone that they're in. They'll continue to be on this until the first stage has done its job and they switch over to the second. At this point, Bob and Doug pulling about 2.3 Gs, 2.3 times the Earth's gravity, already moving at over 1,500 miles per hour. We've heard the call out for MVAC engine chill. That's getting the MVAC engine ready to light. That'll come at about 2.44 into flight. Right now, everything continuing to look good. Next major event coming up is gonna be the triple. We'll have main engine cutoff of the nine first stage engines, stage separation, and then ignition of the second stage engine to continue to carry astronauts into orbit. Coming up in about 20 seconds. M1D throttle down. We heard we're throttling down the Merlin engines on the first stage. And we have Miko. Miko. Two Alpha. Falcon stage separation confirmed. Copy two Alpha. MVAC ignition. Hello and welcome to another look take two. I'm your host Rachel Wilson and we are in the home stretch toward closeout of the first season. In coming episodes we will be exploring, revisiting, touching upon some different kind of stuff. Right now, um, the winter holidays, as they are upon us, it's only fitting our focus is more concentrating on what's going better for us than how much more worse can it get? Might we take? What am I grateful for? Other than surviving COVID-19 and all connected crises, the Elon Musks of the world, also known as doers, big D, big O, Okay, there's definitely only one EM, but many doers, big D, big O, 
And I am so not fangirling. At some point in the distant past, maybe on record as having gone there, but I've mellowed. And in my own defense, it was probably directed more toward the gadgets he and his team of solutions oriented geniuses have created to make the world work better while stepping further into an AI-driven existence. Wednesday night at exactly 9.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time, whatever, SpaceX launched fifth manned mission into low Earth orbit. Crew 3 on route to the International Space Station should be by the time at the time of this episode's casting approached to dock and in fact did so at approximately 6:33 p.m eastern on thursday ahead of schedule four crew members joined three already aboard the iss for a total of seven on board quite the accomplishment for a company of several firsts to fully appreciate this though, you gotta count the failures up until the very first success. Nothing beats a failure but a try, try, try. Not ever giving up yields absolute certainty of success. Did you know the president and chief operating officer of SpaceX is a woman? Gwen Shotwell joined the company in 2002 has been in charge of day-to-day operations and managing all customer and strategic relations to support company growth since December 2008. American space exploration efforts seem historically to thrive when we're in crisis. Look it up. Here we are in transitory pandemic management and all the while these missions have happened and are happening. On the ISS, some significant research has traveled between Earth and space, including medical research yielding significant findings for hereditary vision impairments, of which I have one, and other health conditions. In addition to space travel, SpaceX is forming largest constellation of satellites in low Earth orbit called Starlink. Why? To provide commercial internet service that will probably be more capable, functional in areas yet to have reliable service availability. There's practicality behind these mega ambitions. A solution to problems long gone unaddressed. Most recently, Tesla has been approved to sell electricity in the state of Texas, where I might add a behemoth space vehicle called Starship formerly named BFR, acronym for Big Fucking Rocket. I actually like that name better. Look it up. (laughs) If I may digress a sec. Starship has been a gradual progression born of wanting to make manufacturing space vehicles and rocket boosters reusable yet cost efficient, aka less fucking expensive, about Tesla providing alternative power. It's not a first. Company spearheaded a massive battery farm, which basically rebuilt Australia's grid. They supply batteries to Puerto Rico following Hurricane Maria. Speaking to investors following the publication of Tesla's quarterly Q1 or quarterly first quarter financial results in April, CEO Elon Musk said, "We're seeking more extreme weather events." 
we're seeing more extreme weather events rather this is a recipe for disaster so it is very important to have solar and batteries at the local level at the house in addition it is important to have large battery storage at the utility level end quote Tesla's sleek fleet of electric vehicles are supported by a 30,000 plus worldwide supercharger grid and with passage and signage of the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that follows through on President Biden's pledge to earmark billions to accelerate the switch from internal combustion or oil gas powered gas fuel to battery electric vehicles by boosting chargers to help increase the penetration of electric cars. More Americans would undoubtedly be visiting a Tesla showroom added note a separate bill that includes higher tax credits my hands are raised for that one up to twelve thousand five hundred dollars for buying electric cars still awaits action <laughs> figures translation more evs on roads less emissions equals on track to zero carbon footprint or as has been lately climate correct term net zero Case one landing bird. Dragon SpaceX, nominal orbit insertion. And the second stage has done its job. Our crew three astronauts have been delivered into orbit. Stage one, landing leg deploy. Landing leg deploy. Dragon SpaceX, launch escape system is disarmed. Stage one landing is confirmed. And we've heard the call out, stage one landing is confirmed. And acquisition of signal, Newfoundland. Some great call outs. That next milestone is spacecraft separation around 12 minutes into flight. Getting a view now of the Crew 3 astronauts from a camera aboard Dragon. The crew now coasting in low Earth orbit, still attached to that second stage. Again, that next milestone coming in about two minutes. That second stage will separate, and Crew Dragon will be flying free. And Courtney, right now, the Falcon 9 second stage is still attached to the Dragon capsule. When it's time, Dragon will command separation from the Falcon 9 second stage. Right now, that second stage, under control of its flight computer, is essentially going through a sequence to idle the second stage, make sure we're not pulsing any of the cold gas thrusters, the engine has been purged out, essentially anything that might cause motion of the second stage, we're making sure that all of that is eliminated so that when Dragon separates, got a very stable platform to move away from. I believe the cheering in the background, uh, they're getting video back of Falcon 9 first stage on drone ship as we get ready for Dragon separation.
That's right, John. Separation coming just 10 seconds from now. Standing by for that call. Expect the loss of the signal wallops. And again, we are standing by. There we go. Dragon separation confirmed. Dragon, CE, welcome to orbit. Hope you enjoyed the ride from F9. Dragon will take you from here. Safe travels. Stand by for words from LD. And Endurance, LD here. On behalf of the SpaceX launch and recovery teams, it was a pleasure to be part of this mission with you. Enjoy your holidays amongst the stars. We'll be waving as you fly by. Cheers. Ride better than we imagined. The land, ocean, and atmosphere are coupled. And if you disrupt any one of them, it has a cascading effect on all the entire planetary system. That sea level warming causes the oceans to rise up. So you have this problem of sea level rise. When you hit something, the volume increases. So it's a combination of both the heating of the water and the ingress of fresh water from land-based sources. You know, historically, there are parks and recreation, but now they're becoming the first line of defense. So in 2018, we started had a couple of storms in the spring or late winter. And as a result, it really started to eat away at the beach. It just reduced the amount of sand people could enjoy, but it started to scrape away at the dune. It was not safe for people to swim. So we had to close off a section, but it let people know that climate change is real, and we had to really do something about some of the storm surge. Normally what happens is when, like, um, you know, waves break near land, they can feel kind of like the bottom of the ocean. So when you're going to have sea level rise, they might not be able to break, that might not even be able to happen because the water's too deep. So where they're surfing now might not be able to be surfed because there won't be like all those waves happening. So one of the most visible changes that is happening uh, in the United States is along the coast of Florida. You can see on any uh, given days, uh, you can see uh, the seawater ingressing onto land and flooding just uh, roads on which people walk. And this is not only happening in Florida itself, it's happening all over the world uh, where the water is coming closer. You go to several beaches along our east and west coast and especially in the south, um, beaches uh, bordering uh, the Gulf of Mexico. Many of them are eroding at a faster rate than we've ever thought would happen. In the, the poles, we have the Arctic sea ice melting. In the Antarctic, you have um, the Antarctic uh, shelves collapsing and releasing a lot of uh, glaciers and water into the oceans. We have this problem of uh, this twin problem, the twin evil hypoxia and ocean acidification. 
Hypoxia is the reduction in the oxygen content of the water. The spread of hypoxia, you have also ocean acidification happening because of excess CO2 coming into the atmosphere. You can see that the pH of the water changes, uh, you know, has changed in some parts of the world from typically 8.1, it has come down to about 7.9. So it's affecting the ability of shellfish, for instance, to form shells. But the most important thing is we have to reduce our carbon footprint uh, drastically. All countries should be partner. It's going to be a hard transition. It will be costly for some countries, but um, the rich countries created the problem. So they have to make some sacrifices and actually help the developing countries. About my first attempt at podcasting, boy, did I suck at it. <laughs> like nervous Nelly suck, yet cast I did, learning, finding my voice, knowing best how me comes through genuine, genuinely. A tip in character acting offered up by actor-producer Vincent D'Onofrio. Speak in your own voice, he said. Even as you portray someone other than yourself, why? Authenticity. In radio, even internet radio, fake voice, not your own, comes across clumsy, awkward, or uncomfortable, won't resonate with listeners. Once I tapped and logged in, nerves went bye-bye. You don't even notice going ad-lib, no longer needing note scripts. You're flowing freely, honest, easy, breezy, cover girl. I wanted to be a cover girl. I digress. Cyber warfare is real. We are now multi-level threat reality. Real-time, hand-to-hand combat, finding what you can see, versus digiverse click punks, enemies without a face. Side side, domestic terrorism versus global threats, standard combat versus cyber warfare. Mm-hmm. All of this has a gargantuan price tag as far as DOD budget. Yeah. What should be top priority and why? Yeah. Yeah, the you know, the way I see how you can quickly fix this to at least get somewhat competitive in a lot of those areas as aren't mm-hmm. but it's gonna take a whole paradigm shift in the government. You know, it's gonna take a whole new rethinking. Because mm-hmm. you're in a situation now where you, for example, you, you cloud work. I've worked on some cloud projects, you know, to mm-hmm. include, you know, the most, you know, current type of cloud services that we use mm-hmm. and, and trying to transition that into government circles. But what I've seen is that you really can't do it well. You can do it partially. And the reason why I say that is because the infrastructure that they have in place, they're trying to connect it to that infrastructure and make it better. And, and mm-hmm. this is just a challenge. So you make it more of a challenge to do that. So what you mm-hmm. really have to do, if you really want to do this right, is you have right. to get rid of that infrastructure. You have to change mm-hmm. that infrastructure altogether, not even use it. Because of the fact mm-hmm. that if you want to do cloud computing and use the full resources of the cloud, yeah, I was talking about how in order to really do this right, you know, and it's right. for government and non-government, you could really has to occur in all sectors is trying to update their technology. But you really have, it seems, I've seen from my experience, it's best just to get rid of what you have if it's mm-hmm. not, you know, compatible with the current cloud infrastructure or where you're mm-hmm. trying to go because you really can't mix the two. You know, I've mm-hmm. seen it's just more, more cost actually trying to mix the two because your engineers 
now I'm trying to seek all of these things that really don't work with the cloud. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to seek it into like a cloud environment to make it full use of the cloud. But that seems to take more energy and time and, and resources and money. Mm-hmm. And if you just, even though it's going to be still costly, you just, hey, revamp the whole system. We're going to mm-hmm. transition, even if you create it or develop it separately. We're going to develop a whole separate, whole cloud infrastructure. As soon as it's mm-hmm. ready, we can then migrate everything over to make full use of the cloud. But, but that takes a lot of planning, you know, resources to think through. But it's also, in the long run, it'll be actually less costly. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of programs, you know, you continue to have to spend on those programs because you're still trying to make what you have that's not really cloud compatible, if you will, right. to be in the cloud. Right. So that's that's really, I've seen, if you really want to do this, like, overnight, relatively, you know, overnight, yeah. you're really going to have to start from scratch. So. Yeah. One of the things that the report brought out um, that was in the article um, with uh, Shalane's um, resignation and why and all of that was, um, you know, just having the talent in-house on, yeah. on the yeah, DOD exactly. side. Um, yeah, and exactly. a lot of that, it, they have that in the private sector. That's why you're getting all of these private sector companies um, that, you know, are in, you know, the high-tech fields and, you know, and all yeah. of that. But when it comes to cyber warfare, DOD has to attract some of that, you yeah, know, exactly. that tech savvy, you know, in its ranks. Yeah. And I'm not sure how they go about doing that. Um because yeah. a lot of times you're devoted to your service, your service time, and that you know that takes education. Um, being you know brought up to speed on high tech, you know, and how and as fast as it evolves, takes you know continuous learning. And so yeah. I guess they're going. I mean, it's almost as if they're going to have to like consider a different level of service. You know what I'm saying? Dedicated yeah. specifically to cyber warfare and training soldiers, as it were, yeah. you know, constantly and staying um, yeah. up to date on that type of technology, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where they're trying to shift towards. You know, they, mm-hmm. a lot of services have got their own uh, pull-up cybersecurity programs now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the challenges, the challenges, and there's a couple of challenges, and you brought up probably the main ones, that they're going to still face is, like you're saying, the talent. And it even goes back to our initial conversations as far as the different will to survive, you know, how mm-hmm. this, you know, they're mm-hmm. trying to find, you know, different pe- the people who are qualified, you know, physically to join. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. you have a situation where the talent is probably outside of DOD circles, as we know. Mm-hmm. And you've got a lot of companies now who need talented individuals in technology. So that's, that's going to be one challenge because you can't even find them because, they're getting hired by all of these tech companies. Mm-hmm. But then even when that that's the case and when that challenge as well, you have a generation two to add to compound the problem. You have the generation yeah. that you know, who wants to be in that kind of, you know, government environment compared to right. I can be, you know, in a in all these tech companies that have almost like a campus like environment. You know, yep. I'd rather be there as opposed to being like a military type of, you know, organization. And yeah. so you have that problem, too. So now, yeah. now you really are running into an issue. So like you said, you really have to grow that in-house. But yeah. then when they get to a certain level, then they would see probably at the time that they're able to leave the military, you know, if you grow in-house, they'll see that, hey, there's a lot of opportunities for me out there. Yep. I could take this and, and even get, you know, more more pay, more income, and, and just a better quality of life. So you you have to change something. You know, yeah.
Warriors got to be more specialized while chameleonic shift shape appearance, location, realms adjusting to the threat. Marines are masters at concentrated combat missions involving a myriad of threat sources. Adding cyber to their specialty means ability to speak code in multiple languages, high-level technical capability, and ability to execute at will as the threat situation changes and necessitates. Intro, artificial intelligence, and just as in the epic avatar, a cyber warrior becomes operator, programmer, driver, pilot, to a combat vehicle with multifaceted capabilities. Yes, we must advance, step to the knowledge curve quickly as our competitors and enemies are already surpassing us. We've built Proton Mail to make privacy accessible for everyone. Today, we're taking the next step forward with our biggest redesign yet. The new Proton Mail is easy to use, has a modern look and feel, and offers even more personalization. Your new inbox has a sharp and intuitive layout, so you'll actually look forward to checking your emails. Personalize your inbox so it works for you. Make Proton Mail yours by choosing your layout and theme and creating your own labels. Now you can do more with Proton Mail. Manage your contacts, start conversations that matter, and organize your schedule, all from your new inbox. Discover the new Proton Mail today. Hey there, Rachel Wilson, host of Another Look Take Two here. There's a safer and convenient and all-inclusive way to protect your data online. Go Proton, Mail, Drive, VPN, Calendar and Contacts, all encrypted. Nothing is fail-safe, but more is more when it comes to layers around the info that's most sensitive and important to you. Go Proton. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to another look take two. Cult think, ride or and die. I watched two document documentaries recently about cult tragedies that got national attention. I don't think anyone, no matter what um, group you fall into, millennials, the generation, X, Y, Z, Boomer, whatever. Jim, you've heard of Jim Jones and his cult followers. And also David Koresh, maybe a lesser known um, sect or cult group, but um, definitely made national news. To these people. But to me, death is not, and death is not a fearful thing. It's living this treachery. I have never, 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 never seen anything like this before in my life. I've never seen people take the law and do in their own hands and provoke us and try to purposely agitate murder of children. You know, Christine, it's just not, it's not worth living like this. Not worth living like this. I think that there were too few who left for 1,200 people to give them their lives for those people that left. You know how many left? Mm, 20 odd. That's, that's a small... 20 odd. Com 20 odd. Compared to what year? 20 odd. But what's going to happen when they don't leave? I hope that they could leave, but what's going to happen when they, when they don't leave? You mean the people here? Yeah, what's going to happen to us when they don't leave, when they get on the plane and the plane goes down? I don't think it'll go down. You don't think it'll go down? 
I wish I could tell you you were right, but I'm right. There's one man there who blames, and rightfully so, Debbie Blakey for the murder, for the murder of his mother, and he'll, he'll stop that pilot by any means necessary. He'll do it. That plane will come out of the air. There's no way you fly a plane without a pilot. I wasn't speaking about that plane. I was speaking about the plane for us to go to Russia. How, uh, <laughs> to Russia. You think Russia's going to want? Uh, no, not going to. We're not. Uh, you think Russia's going to want us with all this stigma? We had we, we had some value, but now we don't have any value. Well, I don't see it like that. I mean, I feel like that. As long as there's life, there's hope. That's my faith. Well, some everybody dies. <laughs> some place that hope runs out because everybody dies. I haven't seen anybody yet didn't die. And I like to choose my own kind of death for a change. I'm tired of being tormented to hell. That's what I'm tired of. Tired of it. Twelve hundred people's lives in my hands, and I certainly don't want your life in my hand. But I'm going to tell you, Christine, without me, life has no meaning. I'm the best friend you'll ever have. Once I have to pay, I'm standing with you, Jara. I'm standing with those people. They're part of me. I can detach myself. My attorney says detach myself. No, 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 no. I never detached myself from any of your troubles. I've always taken your troubles right on my shoulders. And I'm not going to change that now. It's too late. I've been running too long. I'm not going to change now. Maybe the next time you get to go to Russia, the next time around. This is what I'm talking about the now is in the dispensation of judgment. This is a revolutionary, this is a revolutionary suicide council. I'm not talking about self-destruction. Self I'm talking about what we have no other road. I will take your, your call, we will put it to the Russians, and I can tell you the answer now because I'm a prophet. Call the Russians and tell them to see if they'll take us. I said I'm afraid to die. I don't By think no you means. are. I don't think you are. But uh, I look at our babies and I think they deserve I, to live. I agree. You know? They des but also they deserve, what's more, they deserve peace. We all came here for peace. And know? we've have we had it? No. I tried to give it to you. I've laid down my life practically. I've practically died every day to give you peace. And you still not had any peace. You look better than I've seen you in a long while. But it's still not the kind of peace that I wanted to give you. Person's a fool that continues to say that you're a winner when you're losing. Win one, lose two. What? I didn't hear you, ma'am. You have to speak up. That's a sweet thought. Who said that? Come on up and speak it again, honey. Say, come up and say it about I talk about. It's taking off. No plane is taking off. It's suicide. They have done it. Stone has done it. But somebody ought to somebody can they talk, can they not talk to San Francisco? See, the stone does not get by with this infamy. This is infamy. He has done the thing he wanted to do.
That was destroyed. When you, when you, when we destroy ourselves, we're defeated. We no, let them, the enemy, defeat us. Did you see? Did you see? I live to fight no more forever. Yes, I saw that. Did you not have some sense of pride and victory in that man? He would not subject himself to the will and whim of people who tell that they're going to come in whenever they please and push into our house, come when they please, take who they want to, talk to who they want to. Is that living? That's not living to me. That's not freedom. That's not the kind of freedom I sought. But I think where they made their mistake is when they stopped to rest. If they had gone on, they would have made it. But they stopped. To rest. It's over, sister. It's over. We've made that day. We made a beautiful day. And let's make it a beautiful day. That's what I mean. We win. We win when we go down. Tim Stone has nobody else to hate. He has nobody else to hate. Then he'll destroy himself. I'm speaking here not as a uh, the administrator speaking as a prophet today. I wouldn't step in this seat and talk so serious if I didn't know what I was talking about. If there's any way to call back the immense amount of damage that's going to be done. But I cannot separate myself from the pain of my people. And you can't either, Christine, if you stop to think about it. You can't separate yourself. We've walked too long together. I, I know that, but I still think as an individual I have a right to... You do, and I'm listening. What? I think, what I feel, and I think we all have a right to our own destiny as individuals. Right. And I think I right. have a right to choose mine and everybody else has a right to choose theirs. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing, I'm not doing that. What's that? Today. That's what 20 people said today with their lives. I think I still have a right to my own opinion. I, I'm not taking it from you. I'm not taking it from you. Christine, you're only standing here because he was here in the first place. So I don't know what you're talking about, having an individual life. Your life has been extended to the day that you're standing there because of him. Oh, it's back there. She has much right to speak to anybody else, too. What'd you say, Luby? You'll regret that this very day if you don't die. You'll regret it if you don't you don't die. You'll regret it. Too many people. I saved them. I saved them, but I made my example. I made my expression. I made my manifestation, and the world was ready, not ready for me. Paul said, "I was a man born out of due season." I've been born out of due season, just like all we are. And the best testimony we can make is to leave this goddamn world. Jeez, jeez. I'm not talking to her. Will you, met, will, you, will you let her let me talk? You're talking. Would you make her sit down and let me talk while I'm on the floor? Or let her talk? Property tell the leader what to do. It really isn't. I've, I've listened to you. You asked me about Russia. I'm right now making a call to Russia. What more do you suggest? I'm listening to you. If Russia gives me one slight bit of encouragement, I just now instructed them to go there and do that.
All right, now everybody hold it. We didn't come. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Much longer maintain. To lay down your burdens. I'm going to lay down my burdens down by the riverside. So we lay them down here in the side of Guyana. What's the difference? No man didn't take our life right now. He hadn't taken it. But when they start parachuting out of the air, they'll they'll shoot some of our innocent babies. I'm not going. I don't want to see this, Christy, because they got to shoot me to get through to some of these people. I'm not letting them take your jar. Can you let them take your jar? What's that? You mean you want to see John, the little one who came? I want to see. I Are you saying that you think he thinks more of them than other children he is? John, That's John. what you're saying. But you're acting. Do you think I'd put John's life above others? If I put John's life above others, I wouldn't be standing with his jar. I'd send John out, out. He could go out on the driveway tonight. Because he's young. They're young. I know, but he's no, he's no different to me than any of these children here. He's just one of my children. I don't prefer one above another. I don't prefer him above you, Jara. I can't do that. I can't separate myself from your actions or his actions. If you'd done something wrong, I'd stand with you. If they wanted to come and get you, they'd have to take me. All ready to go. If you tell us we have to give our lives now, we're ready. I'm pretty sure all the rest of the brothers are with me. Oh, Monster tried to keep this thing from happening, but I now see it's the will, it's the will of sovereign being that this happened to us. That we lay down our lives in protest against what's been done. So we lay down our lives. The vat, the vat. Where's the vat with the green C? Go on for answer the fine. And thank you, Dad. The vat with the green C in, please. Right here, so the adults can begin. Egg you don't don't fail to follow my advice, you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. But we do it and that they do it. Us trust you you have to step across. We used to sing this world, this world's not our home. Well, it sure isn't. As we were saying, it sure wasn't. Yeah. But we don't want to tell them. I mean, all he's doing, if they will tell them, assure these children. Can some people assure these children of the relaxation of stepping over to the next plane? We've set an example for others. We've set 1,000 people who say we don't like the way the world is. Please stop take our life from us. We laid it down. We got tired. We didn't commit suicide. We committed an act of revolutionary suicide protesting the conditions of an inhumane world.
My name is Dave Koresh. I'm speaking to you from Mount Carmel Center. The first thing that I would like to introduce in our subject is the reasons for the revelation of Jesus Christ. In the book of Revelation, commentary states that what John has written in Scripture is nothing other than the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave to him to show to his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it signified it by his angel to his servant John. Now, John bear the record of God and the word of Christ and of all things that he saw. In the first chapter of Revelation, it says, Blessed is the man, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and those who keep the things that are written therein, for the time is at hand. Scripture states, John writes this to the seven churches which are in Asia, Ephesus, Myrna, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, so forth. Naturally, we must understand that we're not in Asia. These churches once existed long ago, being beneficiaries of power and the gifts of the gospel that was originally introduced by the man himself. Some know him as Jesus Christ. Others knew him by the name Shua. What we're trying to present today may in some wise shed a better light in regards to my situation and my predicament here at Mount Carmel. One point I'd like to bring out before we continue. My glory and shame, how long we seek after leasing and love vanity, but know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Who in the heavens has God separated from all of heaven apart that is godly for himself? The Lamb who wishes to judge no man after the flesh, but gives unto all men a truth in the fulfillment of the testimony of John, that if you continue in my doctrine, then you are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. In Zechariah, who is that man on the red horse? Does the Revelation talk about a man on the red horse? How does it apply? In the third seal, the book of Hosea, who is that merchant man with the bounces of the sea that Hosea speaks of? Could it be that man who has balances, who's trying to sell? I mean, what are we dealing with here? Where is the fourth seal found in the prophecy? The fifth seal, the sixth seal. The importance of the seals is that if you do not listen, you're going to end up making the worst mistake you've ever made in all of your life. We made an agreement with the ATF agents. And if they would allow me to have national coverage with this tape, that I might give to the world a small, minute, small, minute bit of the information that I have tried so hard to share with people, that if I would do this, that all the people would spend here at the facility compound here, as y'all call it, will give ourselves over to the world, give ourselves out to you. And this is what I promised, and this is what we're going to keep. Now remember, Revelation 
chapter 13 tells us very clearly what our ideology should be towards that beast. And all the world that wonders after that beast, who do they worship? Remember, before I said it to you, God said it. They worship the dragon. So will Christ give anybody for worshiping the dragon and willingly? No, just like the woman of the well. Woman, you know not whom you worship, Christ told her. But now in spirit and in truth, let's come up here to where I come from. Let's believe in a God on the throne now. All churches. Papacy, Lutherans, we're all brethren. But let's get into unity with one God, one truth, one Lamb, one Spirit, and let's receive the reward of righteousness. Thank you very much. God bless you. And that is the statement. How do men, obviously evil, convince hundreds and thousands to blindly follow them? Are cult followers not seeing these so-called leaders as they are? Psychology would suggest it depends. There are individuals who are blind followers. Doesn't matter what the man or woman does, they will go all the way to and through the wall. Others maintain rational reasoning and mental awareness, but perhaps someone they love has become bully brainwashed. They go along to protect, but find themselves having bitten off more cray than they were willing to chew. Cult leaders are motivated by two elements, power and control. All their actions stem from these. Cult members are typically those who in their lives except they are subjects to be led not men or women who might lead if nothing else their own lives this i'm just a follower acceptance coupled with search for anyone with an answer to the world's problems compels them the cult leader is charismatic a natural draw that seems right to a gentle well-meaning just a follower who only wants peace on earth, goodwill towards everyone, and a little love for myself. Usually love is the single motivation of followers to embrace the shyster who gives it liberally without judgment. Do we see any parallels today? I think so. Maybe we almost saw another tragedy of a different outcome sort on January 6th. Jim Jones cult members were brainwashed and constantly fed a diet of absolute loyalty and violent intent. Even encouragement to act upon it, express it openly, verbally, physically, among and toward each other, between members of same family, like a dress rehearsal or drill. He was conditioning them to act out violently upon command. His rhetoric was peppered with phrases like God's army, a soldier who fights unseen enemies, a spiritual warfare. David Koresh also prepped and trained members for an ultimate battle of the ages. Meanwhile, these men, obviously flawed, disqualified themselves of any moral high ground, and yet followers didn't seem to question or think it strange nor ever reach a crossroads within their own selves that maybe this person was not to be trusted, let alone listened to on merit of their actions, not always agreeing with their words. Until the unspeakable acts did, in fact, line up with the evil spewing from their mouths. 
Unfortunately, as long as man lusts for absolute power and chaotic control, there will be cultish leaders. So long as deficiencies in society and shortcomings in government to help solve inequities, I'm just the followers will long for affirmation, love, belonging, and they will seek it out. Some will find healthy true sources. Others won't be quite so prudent and fall prey to a wolf in sheep's clothing. Lessons in life consist around doing or not doing, deeds of omission and commission. We are moving beyond the gray of trying. Trying is becoming more weak as it is more often a crutch. Means of avoiding commitment to discipline of doing or not doing. I need more hands and feet for added fingers and toes to count number of times people have said to me after seeking assistance, answers, or accountability on a matter. I'll try. It lacks chutzpah. It is taking the easy, well-lit Broadway when the narrow is much tighter to navigate, requiring more skill, experience, stamina, fortitude, and character.
There are fewer individuals traveling upon it. It's not popular, sexy, or sought out. Not a bodacious boulevard of convenience, big attractions, shops, and salons. While not as foot-friendly to tread, road less traveled is straighter directionally, but a path of more resistance, with little comforts offered that makes one's life journey less arduous. There is no option to try on the narrow path. You either stay on it till destination is reached, or you don't and never finish your course. To not give up is simply being determined, no matter what the resistance consists of, to finish. Big F, big I, big N, big I, big S, big H. Do or do not. Chat again soon.